Welcome aboard the USS Little Hero NCC 73117. I'm Captain William. And I'm Commander Vicky. And if you will step right this way, historians, we will go to Hotel Deck 3, where you will learn the next step in the history of Starfleet with the NCC 1701 Enterprise and the adventures of Captain Kirk and his, his faithful crew. Vicky, can you take us to the coordinates where we're supposed to be for this? Aye, aye, Captain. Vicky's Adventures into Star Trek. I'm William. And I'm Vicky. And today we are doing Season 2, Episode 26? Yes. Assignment Earth. So, Vicky, would you like to tell everybody where they can find us? And remember, it's Radio Public. Well, you can find us at Radio Public. <laughs> Google Podcast, Breaker, Overcast. Pocket Cast, Castbox, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, mm -hmm. Spotify, and Anchor. Where it all will begin. You can contact us at Vicky's Adventures in a Star Trek at gmail.com or Facebook, Vicky's Adventures in a Star Trek. Correct. Tell us, William. Where we can find a merch shirt. At www.vickystartrek.com Woohoo! So, Vicky, Season 2, Episode 26, Assignment, Earth. Now, before we I ask you this, just remember, this was a spin-off attempt by Gene Roddenberry that failed. Gotcha. So what did you think was going to happen in this episode today? The crew has a special assignment on Earth. Close but no cigar. Okay. Very close. <laughs> so 
So it says here, the Enterprise travels back in time to 1968, where the crew encounters a mysterious Gary Seven, who claims to be sent by an advanced beings trying to help Earth. Season final. Dun dun dun. Are you ready for this one? Rockville. Captain's log. Using the light speed breakaway factor, the Enterprise has moved back through time to the 20th century. We are now in extended orbit around Earth, using our ship's deflector shields to remain unobserved. Our mission, historical research. We are monitoring Earth communications to find out how our planet survived desperate problems in the year 1968. Notice. So. They said the year 1968. Correct. Now, did you also notice that he said the sli uh, light, uh, let's see, what did he say? He said the light speed breakaway factor. Do you remember anything about that? They've used it technically no. twice. Okay, no. so this is the second out of three times that they've gone into the past now. This counts as number three. This will not be the final time, but this is number three of going back in time. Well, the whole crew going back in time. Let's put it that way. So, light-speed breakaway factor, also known as the slingshot effect, was a method of time travel through the use of artificial created time warp this maneuver was performed by traveling at an extreme high warp factor towards massive bodies with a high gravitational attraction, such as a star. Okay. Or a sun. After allowing the gravitational pull to accelerate the vessel to even faster speeds, the vessel would then break away from the stellar body, creating a whiplash effect which could transport a vessel through time. Performing this maneuver required extremely precise calculations to be made, such as available of fuel components, acceleration, mass of vessel, through the time computations. So it was, in this one, it was, uh, we've seen it before in Tomorrow is Yesterday, um, okay. where they crushed that U.S. Air Force plane. Okay. We will see it again in Star Trek, uh, for the voyage home. So can we sing that song then? Which one? Let's do the time warp again. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Alert status. Force shields on maximum. Leslie, begin sensor scan. Transport route to Captain. Kirk here, what's happening? It appears we have accidentally intercepted someone's transporter beam, Captain. It's incredibly powerful. That's impossible. 20th century had no such... They had no such Well, somebody does. Captain, something is beaming aboard this vessel. I'll be right there. The beam is originating at least 1,000 light years away. And no transporter beam can reach that far, not even in our sensor. Something's shaking us apart. Oh, 
gunsling is beaming aboard. That's right, something is. tell you who he is or do you want him to announce himself? Let's let him tell us who he is. Security. Security. Transporter room on the double. On our way, sir. Please identify yourselves. This is the United Spaceship Enterprise. I'm Captain Kirk. Commanding. Yes, I heard him, Isis. On board a space vessel. From what planet? Earth. That's impossible. In this time period, there weren't... Humans were the Vulcan. You... Uh -oh. You're from the future, Captain. You're going to have to beam me down to Earth immediately. Faces on stop. Gary Seven. I am a human being from the 20th century. I was on my way... Humans of the 20th century do not go beaming around the galaxy, Mr. <laughs> I've been living on another planet far more advanced. That was funny, I was sorry. beaming to Earth when you intercepted... <laughs> this episode's hilarious. It's got it's several hilarities in here. Hilarity. Even in your time of... You want to say that again for everybody? This has got hilarities in here, folks, so I'll be laughing. Well, any of the episodes can really actually be funny in certain parts, I know. Because one of the years that I was watching this, I just found everything funny. Right. So, yeah. Or remain unknown. It's impossible to hide a whole planet. Possible for you, not for them. Captain Kirk, I am of this time period. You are not. You interfere with me with what I have to do down there. And you'll change history. You'll destroy the Earth. And probably yourselves, too. If what he says is true, Captain, every second we delay him could be dangerous. And if he's lying. This is the most critical period in Earth's history. The planet I'm from wants to help Earth survive. What if it turns out you're an invading alien from the future? A most difficult decision, Captain. So, Gary Seven. So, Gary Seven was a code name for a human male whose ancestors were abducted from Earth around 4,000 B.C., so that's before Christ. Right. It, that's how it, it's translated. And taken to another planet, he is a Class 1 supervisor and listed as Supervisor 194. That's why he... But his name is Gary Seven. Don't know why he's named Gary Seven. And we're talking seven as in the number seven. Right. He was grown and conditioned in some way which 
allowed him to have a complete healthy and flawless body. Furthermore, he was intensive, uh, incisive to the effects of uh, he was insensitive to the effects of the Vulcan nerve pinch. Right. Oh, and Isis, his cat. Isis was a shapeshifter. Oh, that's why I... Who accompanied Supervisor Gary Seven from his secret base to Earth that's in the 20th century mission. I'm not going to go into the rest of the spoilers. Yes, that's why I'm saying nothing else. But apparently Isis the cat is a shapeshifter. I never really thought of that until now. Gotcha. Can't beam you down without further proof, one way or the other. Security confinement. This way, please. Big Bay. McCoy. <laughs> Jim, what's going on down there? Holmes, check the prisoner you'll find in security confinement on a medical analysis fast. Is he or isn't he human? Captain's log supplemental. A man in a 20th century business suit. What is he? Not even Spock's Vulcan neck pinch could stop him. Without our phasers, he would have overpowered all five of us. I find it difficult to believe the mysterious Mr. Seven can be human. And yet, suppose he is. What do you make of the cat, Mr. Spock? Quite a lovely animal, Captain. I find myself strangely drawn to it. This is the captain. All science, engineering, and supervisory personnel lock into the briefing room. Our next decision can be of enormous consequence not only to us, but to Earth's entire future. You've already been given as much information as we have. Please break in at any time with analysis of that information. Navigation report. We have analyzed the direction of his beams, sir. Our star maps show no habitable planets in that area of the galaxy. He did say his planet was hidden, Captain. Engineering. Still unable to analyze it, sir. It was so powerful it fused most of our recording circuits. Could have brought them back through great distances. Could have brought them back through time. There's no way for us to know. Mr. Spock, historical report. Current Earth crises would fill a tape bank, Captain. There will be an important assassination today, an equally dangerous government coup in Asia. And this could be highly critical. The launching of an orbital nuclear warhead platform by the United States, countering a similar launch by other powers. Weren't orbital nuclear devices one of this era's greatest problems? Most definitely. Once the sky was full of orbiting H-bombs, the slightest mistake could have brought one down by accident, setting off a nuclear holocaust. McCoy here. Bones, hurry up with that report. Join me in the briefing room with your analysis. Acknowledged.
gentle clipping. Yep, we just disabled the voice shield. Ah, the sail. Dun dun dun! Tired, go to sleep. I love how he's like, you're tired, go to sleep. So, what I, ass I am assuming, uh, because it's a so-called servo, um, that little multifunction tool he's got, kind of like the sonic screwdriver from Doctor Who. Yes. So it says here, a servo was a multifunction device employed by supervisors. The servo had many functions and several as a communicator, which allowed Gary 7 to communicate with Beta 5 computer and isolate transport. A person's defense mechanism, it had both a stun setting, which was made, which made its targets go into a hypnotic state open to suggestions and a kill setting. An electronic ma manipulation device such which Gary could use to do to deactivate a, the force field keeping him in the bridge, uh, brig of the, the USS Enterprise, like he just did. Right. The me mechanical manipulation device with the ability to serve simple process such as unscrewing screws and unlocking lo un and locking and unlocking doors and a sensor that could conduct medical scans and project the results holographically which we never saw right so yeah that is a very interesting device that can do all that in one Well, I must admit, the sensor readings seem too good. Human readings, yes, but not a single physical flaw. Totally perfect body. If an alien needed a body... He might be inclined to prepare a perfect one, Captain. But then again, he may be telling the truth. Gentlemen, I need proof. All you're telling me is that on the one hand, he may be lying, and on the other... Security alert. All decks alert. Prisoners escaped. All decks alert. This is the captain. Inform us. Captain, transporter circuit shows someone preparing to beam down. Right over, override. Shut it off.
Right axis, it is primitive. Incredible that people can exist like this. At least we won't have to. Not for long. Computer on. Computer on. Specify locations of agents 201 and 347. Identify self. Simply check my voice pattern. You'll find me listed as Supervisor 194, codename Gary 7. I am a class one supervisor. You are ordered to override previous instructions and answer my question. I am a beta five computer capable of analytical decisions. Please confirm identity as supervisor by describing nature of agents and mission here. Computer, I caution you. I have little love for beta five snobbery. Override. Beta five snobbery. Agents are male and female, descendants of human ancestors taken from Earth approximately 6,000 years ago. They're the product of generations of training for this mission. Problem. Earth technology and science has progressed faster than political and social knowledge. Purpose of mission? To prevent Earth civilization from destroying itself before it can mature into a peaceful society. Say so in the first place. No, don't answer that. Simply begin search immediately. Recheck all news broadcasts. Decode any government intercepted message. I am aware of proper search procedures, 194. We can estimate only within a thousand meters or so where he beamed down. Yes, we beamed down. Compare our position with this control setting. Aye. Following him down is a major risk, Captain. If we ourselves do anything that changes history... I'm aware of that. But I must know if he's lying. And we can't answer that sitting up here. Have ship stores prepare the proper costumes. Stand by to beam us down. In response to nuclear warhead placed in suborbit by other major power, United States today launching suborbital platform with multi-warhead capacity purpose to maintain balance of power. It's the same kind of nonsense that almost destroyed planet Omicron 4. Analysis correct. Earth situation similar. Mission of agents 201 and 347. Set malfunction on United States rocket. Progress of mission. Has the rocket been set to malfunction? Negative. No progress. Time before launch. Exactly one hour, twenty-seven minutes, twelve seconds. Computer, record the following. Unless agents are found immediately, I must undertake their mission. in on our position. Lead us to him. Locked in. Proceed 195 degrees through. 
Supervisor 194, codename Gary Seven. I need a complete report. Report. Just report. Everything you have done for the past three Earth days. <laughs> Everything I've done? Everything you've done. Everything you've done. Kind of work 
did your employers say they were doing here? Research for a new encyclopedia? If you do, you won't be helping your country. Unless you don't care about it. Sure, I care. What do you think I am? I don't know, Miss Lincoln, what you are, not yet. All I know is that my incompetence has made you aware of some very secret devices that are vital to the security of this nation. Hmm. Well, what are you guys around here anyway? FBI? Some kind of government agents, huh? Yay. Very groovy. Well, thank you, ISIS. I'll be right in. It's a trained cat. It's like a guard dog. Yeah? Oh, don't let anybody in here. I'll be busy. Okay. Correlated. Readings indicate a greater altitude. Approximately 30 meters higher, sir. Out. rocket base. Is it really there? I don't know. I assume it is. Me too. Installed in 1968 at 811 East 68th Street, apartment 12B, New York City, which was occupied by 
the secret agent Gary Seven. Gotcha. Then Omicron Four orbital nuclear platforms. Which you want me to start with first? I don't care. So the orbital nuclear warhead platform basically is exactly what it says. It's instead of launching them from Earth's ground surface, they're launching them from space. Right. And Omicron 4 was an inhabited fourth planet in the Omicron system. Uh, Omicron 4 went to a crisis that was similar to the one experienced by Earth 1968 when the United States launched a nuclear weapon platform to maintain the balance of power. After another major power placed a nuclear warhead in suborbit, Omicron 4 was almost destroyed due to this. Right. Please, 
speak to you a moment? Yeah, sure, sir. There it is. I'll have to confirm this, Colonel. All right. Oh, uh, just put the cat down. Keep your hands at your side. All right. Give me security. Identification check. Be careful, Isis. Don't get stepped on. Uh, yeah, security? Uh, security, this is, uh, Sergeant Lipton, and we get all straightened out down here. All right, thank you very much. Goodbye. All right, Sergeant. Now, let's just turn right around. We're gonna walk this way. You just sit right down right there and have a little map. Well, I did say he, I did say it does that. All systems clear. All systems clear. Stand by for inspection of launch pad. Heading with the gantry. Sound alert. out of sight inside the rocket gantry or at one of the control centers. Launch is in 40 minutes. Stand by, the beam is down. Continue visual scan.
Lock the elevator at the top, Lieutenant. Time to get out of here. Attention. Clear all staff. Repeat. Clear all staff again.
Okay, still searching for him. thirteen minutes and counting. Status board looks good. Stages look good. All systems go. Status board says go. Supplemental. Spark and I in custody. Even if we talked, they wouldn't believe us. We're powerless to stop Mr. Seven or prevent the launch, or even be certain if we should. I have never felt so helpless.
attachments of the rocket base were not completed. Can I still take over the rocket as planned? Rocket control possible with Exiva circuits operating manually. Exiva on manual. Lock into flight telemetry. Visual off. Don't try to leave. You find all the doors locked. <laughs> <laughs> that darn cat. <laughs> right? Are you jealous, Isaac? It's most unbecoming. Rocket altitude now 100 miles. Standing by to begin malfunction as planned. Begin malfunction at third stage. Setting now 90.08. 90.08. Second stage ready to detach. Visual arm. deviating from program flight path. Safety, stand by to destruct. Continuing deviation from flight path. Repeat, deviation confirmed and increasing. Telemetry is confirmed. All sensors tie in. Arm the warhead. shows that the rocket has armed itself, Mr. Scott. Computers indicated impact somewhere in the heart of the Euro-Asian cup. We're still time to enter close orbit and destroy it with our phasers, sir. They're beginning to worry down on Earth, Mr. Scott. I'm getting military alerts from the major powers. I got a risk calling the captain. Lieutenant Uhura, open a channel. Aye, aye. Warhead status confirmed. She's armed herself somehow. Repeat, this bird is armed. All warheads alive. All boards report status. Stand by on destruct. Stand by to transmit destruct signal. The warhead arm itself. They don't know. You can destroy it, of course. Can't. We're gonna lay an H bomb on somebody somewhere. Ready on destruct signal. Destruct. Transmit destruct signal. Transmit destruct signal. Get back over there. And Roberta just smacked Gary over the back of the head. Look, I'm sorry, but uh, like you asked me, I do care about my country, and you can't be CIA. Orbital platform separating. Hold it. Computer rocket status. Hold it, Mr. Seven. I'm telling you, you threw monkeying around with my country's ball. head is still on. Six minutes to impact. Hold, just don't move. 
Well, you've got to let me finish what I started, or in six minutes, World War III begins. Flight path continuing on target. Destruct is fouled up somehow. Flight control, she's coming down fully armed. She'll come off on impact. What? Try again. Boost the signal. Boosting signal. Boosting signal. Flight control, we have boosted destruct signal. Repeat. Destruct signal at maximum boost. Captain, can you read me? Maximum I'm boost. I'm leaving a sister seven and something yanked him away from me. Hello. Hello, come in. Who are you, Sergeant? It's operated from this dial here. We're getting no response. Make absolutely certain. Check everything again. Tracking stations report no response on destruct signal. Scotty, the misdirector sends a problem. Auxiliary transmitters check out flight control. She hasn't destructed herself. Repeat, destruct is not working. She's still up there. Do you read? Descending and armed. Descending and armed. She'll go off on impact. <laughs> Bermuda ground station reports she's still up there. South Africa ground station reports no response on boosted destruct signal. Get me the president. Rocket descending and accelerating. Do you have further instructions, 194? Bertie, you've got to believe me. Look, a truly advanced planet wouldn't use force. They wouldn't come here in strange alien forms. The best of all possible methods would be to take human beings to their world, train them for generations until they're needed here. Mr. Seven, I want to believe you. I, I do. I mean, I know this world needs help. That's why some of my generation are kind of crazy and rebels, you know? We wonder if we're going to be alive when we're 30. Two minutes to impact. Hold it right there, Mr. Seven. Oh, no. Spock, you're the expert. Can you detonate the warhead from this computer? I can try, Captain. Altitude 550 miles. Captain, I want that warhead detonated too. Unless I do it, at least 100 miles above ground, just barely in time, frighten them out of this arms race. Captain, monitor you all major powers on full missile alert. Retaliatory strike ordered on warhead. Altitude 450 miles. Spock, I can estimate some of this, Captain. But without more time. Captain, he can only guess. Will you please let me do my job? I don't know what your job is. You may set those controls so we can't detonate that warhead. Listen, you. Get away from him. Roberta, be careful. I love how she went from, Stop, Mr. Seven, or I'll shoot, to, Captain Kirk, you better back away or I'll kill you. Right. Servo set to kill. seconds. I'll need time to set it. Please, he's telling the truth. 55 seconds to impact. Spock, if you can't handle it, I'm going to have to trust him. It is difficult to know which is best, Captain. decision cannot be made logically. You must rely on your human intuition. <coughs> Altitude 300 miles. Descending and accelerating. Go. 30 seconds and accelerating. Count by 10. 
was simply part of what was supposed to happen on this day in 1968. As our record tapes show, <laughs> I will never generally reveal that on this date, a malfunctioning right. suborbital warhead was exploded exactly 104 miles above the Earth. Well, so everything happened exactly the way it was supposed to. And you'll be pleased our records show that it resulted in a new and stronger international agreement against the use of such weapons. Would you mind telling me who that is? That, Miss Lincoln, is simply my cat. Your cat? <laughs> what else do your record tapes show? I'm afraid we can't reveal everything we know, Mr. Seven. Captain, we could say that Mr. Seven and Miss Lincoln have some interesting experiences in store for them. Yes, I think we could say that. Two to beam up, Scotty. Live long and prosper, Mr. Seven. The same to you, Miss Lincoln. Energize. to have seen an assignment earth as a spin-off series we never saw it right so vicky that was season two episode 26 assignment earth what'd you think of that one i like that one that's good so on a scale of one to ten to where do you put this bad boy i put this one at an eight and a half an eight and a half huh yes well i guess i'm gonna have to give this one a nine you know, just to spite you. Right? <laughs> so, Vicki, who do you think this episode hinged on? Spock, Captain Kirk, uh, Scotty. I didn't see much of Uhura in there. But she was in there, so. Uh, Miss Lincoln, Seven. And yeah. How about Dr. McCoy? Okay. Check off. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's what I can do. Okay. Alright, well I guess until next time, I'm William. And I'm Vicky. And we will catch you in the next mission. Oh, by the way, tell them what your movie's going to be. 
The ghost of Mr. Chicken. That's what we'll be doing next week. Yes. So please join us. Yes. All right. Bye, all.